protesters are in the building. Thank you. The house will be in order. Holy hell, can you smell that? What's that? Is it is it spring? Is it a crumbling democracy? Is it Superman? I know, I know, most of you are still in the heat of winter, but dang, doesn't it feel like the world will turn soon? Hopefully? Well, we've experienced the bottom. A bunch of dopey and dangerous and brainwashed lunatics storm the nation's capital attempting to interrupt a ceremonial rubber stamp of a voting process whose outcome was decided months ago. Maybe you should have registered, maybe you should have voted, maybe it would have been different. But our country is now in unprecedented waters and we know it's unsure and scary and you may feel like everything is in limbo, but like the goodwill at large, we believe that folks coming together for the creation of a rising tide and speaking up when there is wrong can do so much right in our currently tenuous republic. So please stay safe and look for the silver lining, folks. It's coming. And with that, we say mahalo and welcome back, <laughs> listeners, to Uber Senko. And if this is your first Starship ride with us, heck, you're in for a treat. This is Uber Senko, where we deep dive top fives. I'm Mitch Brinkman, your host for today's episode, and I have the delicious little honor of introducing our first contestant. The limits of his powers knows no bounds. His holiday season was a true gangbuster, as the kids say, as he sold a fifth New York Times bestseller book on the breeding and care of northern French barrel cats. What can he do? You've got a query. He's got the answer. It's Nathan. Diamonds on the soles of his shoes, Henry Fent. Nathan, <laughs> welcome. Hello, sir. Hello, happy new year. Happy new year. I, I love I love the sweatshirt. You're repping your hometown. I can get oh, behind that. Now, this is our, my actual in-game worn basketball jersey from my high school career. Holy cow. So that's so, so you're wearing you're wearing that with tails to the high school reunion, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> there'll, there'll be no tails. Okay, okay. <laughs> and our second guest is truly breathtaking. Breathtaking in the amount he's been able to accomplish in spite of his debilitating lack of talent and grace. The man with the plan because he's holding the plans binder for the person who's actually in charge while they take his shit. The boy whose thunder claps like a kitten's cough. The Berwin strangler himself. Brian, my short sag with turds, Ernst. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you know too much about me. <laughs> this, is, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> well, hey, fellas. Hello. Hi there. How's it going? Give me something good. What's going on? Do we have anything good to give? Uh, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're recording this on uh, the birthday of three interesting human beings. Oh. Uh, okay. Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge. Okay. James Patrick Page of Led Zeppelin, and my mom. Oh hey. my gosh! Well, happy birthday to Janelle. Uh, if you're listening live or uh, later on the pod, happy birthday, Janelle. I hope it's a wonderful one. Um, here we go. We're moving right along here. Uh, today we'll be squaring off. You may have heard my reference to Nathan's high school jersey, uh, but they'll be squaring off and listing off the top five things to lie about at a high school 
reunion. And I can't wait to hear what, you know, cockamamie, baloney, bull roar you guys have cooked up today. And the darker, the better? I think yes. <laughs> All right. So bring it. Before we start, obviously, reunions are less prevalent now because everyone can keep contact through your social medias and whatnot. But I'm curious. Well, quick question here. What specific venue would cause the most drama at both of yours, like fantasy reunions and why? And of course, in this question, we're all pretending Brian actually finished high school. Um, so, uh, <laughs> lightning round. Nathan, you go first. What venue? Yeah, like what, what venue would be the perfect powder keg for just an awful reunion? Well... <laughs> it's so hard for me to imagine because I graduated with 22 people. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so just somebody's house <laughs> yeah, well, at my what what sort of stood in for a 10 year reunion mm -hmm. and which will be our last um, <laughs> was uh, I think maybe eight or nine of us showed up at the beer tent at the county fair. Um, <laughs> Planned or just or just it all happened. Yeah. It was loosely planned, okay, but okay. it was uh, it was not worth doing. <laughs> so, I'd say the beer tent at the county fair was uh, as low as it was going to go for us, and, and we won't be we won't be holding any more reunions. I am sure. I mean, just twenty two of us. It was yeah. It was sad. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, how 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 about you? What's 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 something you'd get the invitation and you just think. Jesus Christ, I can't go. And then last minute, you'd be like, I want to see this train wreck. I think it would be back at our prom venue, which was the Drury Lane Theater Banquet Hall <laughs> out here in Oak Brook. And I remember deep down, so I went to a predominantly black high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting there and the buffet was full of stereotypes. Oh, God. <laughs> and I remember just looking at it. It was, just, it was literally watermelon, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken. And I looked at it and I'm like, this is horrendous. Yeah. And then we all ate it and we're so happy. <laughs> it was just all <laughs> great food. <laughs> so it was like, like deep down, I'm like, this is horrible from a, like a looking standpoint, sure. but Optics. it worked because it made everyone super happy. It was basically a soul food buffet and it was awesome. <laughs> so wow. I can't really complain about it. Wow. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I mean, fried chicken is, it's one of the top five perfect foods in the world. Also want to say to the listeners, if you listen to the show and, or you're interested to hear something from your own brain, perhaps, well, we've got a website that you can send in suggestions for, um, fast fives, top fives, all of them go to bizbear.biz and your ideas could end up right here on one of our episodes. So if this is your first time in the Uber Cinco Den, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber, Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. 
As always, stay with us until the end of the show where I, your host, Mitch Brinkman, will rattle off my definitive Fast Five list of everyone just got the COVID vaccine activities. And as host, of course, I'm entitled to institute a house rule. And for today's game, uh, this rule is inspired by my friend Brian's absolutely astounding lack of awareness. Um, Have you ever seen a donkey try and swallow its own tail while accidentally pooping in its own bucket of oats? Well, then you're right there with me and you know what I'm talking about. So my rule will be, if you utter any phrase or opinion without awareness of the room, a lack of read, if you will, and it offends me, I will deduct you one point. But of course, you guys are lucky. I will give you the chance the singular chance to defend your case as lawyerly as possible. Now, to the point, defenses will save your points from deduction, okay? So, stay aware, stay alert. And with that, I'm now checking the email of lap times. I just got back from our group go-kart trip to Gasoline Alley last night. And it looks like even after driving the wrong way on the track to start the race, even though it's clearly marked and there's flags are being waved by the track operators, Brian was able to straighten himself out and ended up with the fastest lap in his third go around. So, Brian, please start us off with your number five thing to lie about at a high school reunion. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The main thing to lie about at any one of these events, even when you didn't graduate, (laughs) shit your pants, (laughs) and can't drive properly, is to lie about your weight. And in this case, you say... I'm not big. I'm bulking up for a role is what you say. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so most, most people that are now 28, 38 or 48, depending on how many a year this reunion is, mm-hmm. will have put on a few LBs. Um, most will blame it on being a dad, drinking beer, not having enough time to go to the gym, yada, 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 all the classic excuses. But you will have come prepared telling them that you are bulking up for a role. Pick a genre that you know the most about. You like sports? Say it's a football movie. You like action? Say you're a villain in an upcoming franchise. Best of all, when they don't see you in said film in the next year or so, you get to write a self-aggrandizing Facebook post stating that, unfortunately, the film is in turnaround and my involvement was no longer needed, but what a wild ride. I'll I'll cherish it always (laughs) onto the next adventure. (laughs) So not only do you get to lie, cover your tracks, you have a decent out. And that is my number five. People always underestimate the power of development hell, right? I mean, there's so many uh, traps and snares to to get clogged in there. Um, Brian, what's your... What's your what's your fantasy role that, that you're going to tell people specifically? Like I am maybe you're starting a new or rebooting a franchise. Maybe you're joining a franchise. What is it? I think I would like to say I'm I'm young James Gandolfini in a biopic. Oh, that's How's that? good. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. And, and I'm a down you, and out actor who hasn't landed that role of Tony Soprano yet. Sure. I was saying, and, and you need to be in shape to go to acting school uh, in the movie. That's that makes sense. So. Yeah. <laughs> See? Cause and effect. <laughs> Plant and payoff. We got it. <laughs> now, are, are, would you consider taking yourself off social media post reunion so they can't check up on your life as much? So then you can only just like give them those little dribbles of info. Oh, yeah. And definitely. I, and I have a plan later on in my list that will definitely take care of this. Uh, okay. So we will get some more details on that later. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, awesome. Who... Um, do, do, would you think anyone would actually throw out a lie like this from your high school class? Do you remember anyone that might just spin a, a yarn so large 
It's insane. There's a couple who like, I don't really talk to a lot of people from high school, to be honest. Sure. Um, I still am actually more in contact with people from grade school, but like, I don't know. It's, there's a couple people that would be, they were over talkers that thought they were going to be hot shit when they were in high school. So they would do something like this to cover their tracks. Ah, okay. But I don't think anybody would be able to pull it off. And I think that's, that's the real thing. Yeah. Cause again, I went to, I don't know how many people said they were going to be musicians, how many people were going to be this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, most of you aren't that most of you are either selling cars or working in HR. Like most people, it's like, it's just, you just end up in a desk job that pays the bills. So that's nothing wrong with that. Just accept it. (laughs) Don't try and (laughs) cover it up. You got to do what you got to do to to make banks. So it's fine. Brian, you were wise. If if you were thinking this as an 18 year old, you were wise beyond your years. You already understood the world. Uh, This is impressive. Thank you. It's the yeah. nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm so mean to you. God, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely compliment, you piece of shit. <laughs> I wish there was a button that had like a dispensed horrible smell from your computer I could press and just like psst, give you a little spritz. Okay, let's move on to uh, Nathan's number five. Uh, best thing to lie about um, at a high school reunion. Well, you kind of touched on this uh, right here at the end of Brian's, but my number five is not being on social media. So you, this, you have to do some legwork here. You're going to want to mm. go through all of your high school acquaintances and friends, and you're going to want to block them or limit what they're able to see of you a year mm. in advance. And so it looks like you're completely inactive. You know, put an old picture up on your profile and then they just they don't see any photos being added. They don't see anything. You can actually do whatever you were normally doing, but you just want them to not see it. But then you're going to want to keep very close tabs on them. You're going to want to be taking copious notes. You're going to want to see absolutely everything that's going on in their life. Now, this is going to serve two purposes. Mm-hmm. Well, three. First one, you get to sound better than everybody because you're not on social media and you somehow live a normal and functioning life without being glued to your phone 24 hours a day. So you seem cool for that. And uh, then you're also going to be able to create, it's going to set up the rest of your lies that are going to come later in the list because they they can't see you. They haven't been keeping tabs on you. It just gives you, uh, gives you a lot of wiggle room that you can work with. Uh, you can, as the night goes on, you can find which lies you can embellish and which you can't. Mm-hmm. But also you can cross check everything they're telling you and you'll know exactly when they are uh, full of shit and when they're making stuff up because they think you're not on social media. So they think that you are a blank slate for everything that they're doing, but you will know better. So you will come out the winner of the reunion with this strategy. It's a, a solid baseline strategy to set up the rest of the duplicitous nonsense we're going to be getting into throughout the rest of the show. Sure. I, you know, I recently had a number uh, like four kids from high school, kids who I was never friends with in high school repeatedly friend me on Facebook where I just like hit ignore or whatever. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not add more friends. And they keep trying to refriend me and I don't get it. I'm like, what, what about it now makes you want to be friends states away just on Facebook? Like, and then I think about it. I'm like, okay, maybe they're like real estate agents now or, you know, trying to sell me insurance or whatever. That's it's usually thing. a Ponzi scheme in is usually <laughs> what it, is what it is. They're like, oh man, here's a name, blah, blah, blah. I recently had somebody that I was on an editing job that I quit 
because I was being treated unfairly. And this person now is a manager at an LA fitness and asked me, Hey, what's going on, Brian? Remember me? You want to sign up for an LA fitness membership? <laughs> I'm like, we didn't get along. What's the problem? Why? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is exactly what these high school or high school friends are doing. <laughs> like we didn't like each other. We don't need to see pictures of each other's kids. It doesn't make sense. Did this you is a phenomenon amongst uh, white women seem to be just pyramid scheming each other all over the place on social media. That's just an onslaught of like fitness pyramid schemes or beauty Pampered chef or yeah. candles or whatever. Yeah. What was the one from the office? What is it? Sense by Jan or whatever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm getting roped into. Uh, did you, did you, I, I feel like I would personally take the time to write a very well worded but mean message back like how dare you use this platform to try and sell me a fucking gym membership <laughs> um, do you remember when you beat the shit out of me you beat the shit out of you? no oh oh okay i'm just I was, if you want to be really mean just really say they don't even remember beating you up you can really throw that in your face <laughs> that's true yeah i was gonna say for you i was like oh that makes sense with that face i understand why people would want to punch it so understandable um, yep. <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> All right, here we go. We're moving right along, and uh, I'm going to give you guys both on this one. Um, Nathan, your, your your list you sent me here. There, there, you know, there wasn't a lot of note on here, and I was like, I wonder how exactly how this is going to play out. But you've planned this, I can tell, and you have a a, a dark, uh, dirty plan here, and I'm into it. Um, so I'm going to give you uh, three points on that one, um, yeah. Brian. You, you I, I feel like there's, there's, there's a, there's maybe a hole or two here with the bulking for a role thing, but you know I love movies and you know I love um, actors who who do crazy things to their bodies to prepare for role. So I'll give you two points for this. Okay, so um, that's uh, that's what you guys got here, and we're gonna move to number four, which will be uh, Brian. Let's go with you, number four. All right, number four is extrapolating your best celebrity photo into a detailed friendship by living vicariously through your non-existent children. Allow me to explain. So I only have a few choices for to pull this off because I only have photos with three random celebrities. Dave Keckner, champ from Anchorman. Oh, yeah. Julia Sweeney, Pat from Saturday Night Live, and Machete himself, Danny Trejo. So... Step one is done. You have your photo evidence. So mm -hmm. step two is coming up with the backstory of how you met. Easy. You make up a child that you have that's super successful and introduced you to said celebrity. This is going to cover two bases. It's going to make you cool and a great parent in the eyes of the story recipient. Yeah, little Johnny is really just a chip off the old shoulder. You know, he knows uh, the Trejos well and Danny. I call him Danny. Uh, we work on motorcycles together. It's a lot of fun. Great guy. See, you're cool and good friends with Machete. So you have awesome kids, which means you were successful and gave them a good life. All of this will make sure the person you're talking to at the reunion feels like they've accomplished nothing. And that's the point of attending a reunion. You need to be cooler than everyone else. Wow. Number four. I, wow. I do I, have know, to jump in on this one and point out that the list of photos Brian gave may those photos may exist, but I have definitely seen a picture of you 
next to Donald J. Trump. So yeah, yeah. I said celebrities, <laughs> not fascists. It's different. <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry, but this is uh, this is offensive. What you left that out? Uh, I think that uh, you need to defend uh, a little a little more here on why you didn't. Uh, also, isn't there a picture of you and Sam Elliott somewhere? Uh, no, we took pictures of Sam Elliott, but we oh. weren't in the photo with him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so these are actual ones. I have my arm around them, and we posed for a photo together. So that's why I like your Trump. Arm, wait, you, you, you put your arm around celebrities in photos? Well, the ones that said we could take a photo with them, yes. Ones I've gotten permission to to do this. Wait, so are are you going completely over the shoulder? Are you going just like lower back? No, like just tasteful? at least shoulder behind and and close oh, okay. enough to it you don't have to be grabbing them no oh, okay. but like you're close enough to where it's obviously they said yes to allowing you to have this photo <laughs> i just was curious because like if you're like just like putting trejo in a headlock you know i'm assuming he's shorter than you he he's is, actor, but that but... would have been a freaking awesome photo to have fucking machete and a fucking headlock on michigan avenue would have yeah. been the highlight of my life was was date was trejo just like in like adidas sweatpants and a regular t-shirt like walking to the gym from his he was in a black t-shirt with a black blazer and black jeans wearing a machete kills hat wow. standing in front of tribune tower just like trying and to i remember sitting at my movie? desk and somebody came upstairs and was like danny trejo's outside and i'm like what? <laughs> so I got in the elevator and went downstairs. I'm like, let me see if he's still there. And he was just standing there. Like he looked lost. And I was like, hey, Danny, can I take a photo with you? He's like, sure, man. I was like, awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you want to go to Starbucks together? It's right here. Or there's another one over there. There's another one to block down we can go to too that's bigger. But I, I, why he was there, I don't know if he just got out of an interview with somebody else. Yeah. I know CNN was in the building, so he could have possibly gone up for that. But I don't know why they're promoting <laughs> Machete Kills on CNN, but I whatever. It's a cheap marketing plan just to have Danny go out and do like experiential marketing, just standing on the street, you know, just trying to get. It would be amazing, there. though, to see him like talking about politics and they cut to B-roll from the movie. And I think it's the second one where he literally does rip the entrails out of somebody and jumps out the window and swings down to safety using their intestines. <gasps> if they cut to that while he was just like, yeah, the modern state of the world needs to be blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Brian, also one last question. What's the name of your super successful child? That's the, a chip off the old shoulder, as you said, um, <laughs> nailing that phrase. Uh, well, if you if you, you listen to my that, quote, right? I, if you listen to my quote, I know your ears don't work very well. It's the ginger hair that blocks those ear holes. Mm. I did say Johnny was his name. His name was Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Okay. Okay. Yep. Chip off the old shoulder, Johnny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving right along here. Uh, we spent way too much time on that one. All right, moving on. Number four, Nathan, give us number four, please. That's that's what I would like. My number four isn't actually part of any devious plot. Uh, the rest are, but this one is just the one that happens all the time. It happens whenever I see high school friends. Uh, it doesn't have to be at the reunion. It just always happens. So I. I come from a big sports town. Everybody played sports. And every year we get just a little bit better. We were what, what happened in 2005 was we lost in the regional championship. If you talk to my, my friends now, 
we almost won state. <laughs> just we were just a couple bounces of the ball away. You know, ugh. if the ref would have just you know that one traveling call on Greg Seipel from Farmington, if he would have just blown the whistle for steps there, we would have been going to the ship, baby. <laughs> and, like, and a lot of a lot of people who uh, who may not have received as much playing time. Definitely, they deserve more playing time now more than ever. Um, it's really, it is kind of amazing how the little minutia that we do remember. I mean, I remember moments from uh, different games, not even the ones that I played in, of like watching the, the football team or whatever. I, I see, I can remember these things so vividly, but uh, it is kind of amazing how distorted this gets with the passage of time and with fewer people there to corroborate what actually happened. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I know I'm. I'm sure I've been guilty of this myself too. I try. I try not to, but uh, yeah, I do like talking about my my old basketball days because I had a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty good. But there's no way I'm as good. I was as good as I think I as I think I remember being. Sure. Uh, I'm sure that my my <laughs> image of myself in my head of what I used to be able to do is uh, much better than what 18 year old Nathan actually was capable of. So this is one I think that's unavoidable. I see it not just for myself, but from everybody. So I had to mention it and make it my number four. Well, you know, I I, I want to bring it up because you sent me your list and then I Googled uh, nearest newspaper to your town, Roseville, which is, I believe, the Galesburg Gazette. And I found um, an edition from 2004 and they list the starting lineup when you guys played um, Cornwood. And they have you listed at 6, 8, 2, 10. And uh, in, in the game write-up, it sounds like you did multiple 360 dunks. So I think, <laughs> I think you were better than what you remember. Um, That's, so. Yeah, that, that, that has escaped me, but I will, I will take it and I will build on that for, for next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there, there weren't any that, photos. I'm, I'm, I am kind of shocked they left the word windmill out of 360 dunks. Because I remember it being 360 windmills oh, between, I, I between mean, the sure. legs. Yeah, I, well, it seemed like the guy From who the wrote- free throw line. Yeah, who who wrote the straight Bob Crimmins? He seemed like an old guy, so maybe he didn't know what the windmill was exactly. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I just want to say you were better than what you remember. So um, I like how the, the the writer can't describe the thing he probably has on his property. <laughs> also, I didn't I didn't know if you were making that story up or not until you got to the word Cornwood. <laughs> I, was like, I, was to I, was, I was like, what's another town? And I was like, there's, there's Yorkwood, which is what the Roseville, uh, 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 whatever, joined with. We and com- I was like, combined what? with, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I did think you were telling the truth because I was featured as the player of the year two years in a row in the Galesburg Register Mail. That much is on record. I can vouch it. that I was. You were so close with wow. I, so I, I thought you might have been legit with Galesburg Gazette and you just forgotten the name Register Mail. <laughs> you, you still had me because Cornwood sounds extremely believable. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Yorkwood was legitimately Yorkwood, Elmwood. Uh, these are schools that we actually played against. Was so. there like a like a soywood or like a soybeanville or anything like that? There? <laughs> no, there there wasn't. And there's there's one school that, uh, that had a great basketball program, and I can't remember the. Uh, actually, I'm going to look it up real fast because they were just ridiculously good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, you know, a small rural white boy. Oh yeah. Pinkneyville. 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 <laughs> Isn't that a great small town 
white boy basketball team name. And their coach, their legendary coach's name was Dick Corn. Dick Corn? (laughs) 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 You boys go out there and you play for Dick Corn. (laughs) So he did have corn wood in some sort of way. <laughs> oh man! Yep. Oh, I'm glad they were they were real powerhouse. <laughs> oh, Dick Horn! I'm glad I had you on a string there for a little bit. That makes me. That makes me very happy. Dang it! I should have said Monmouth. I should have said Monmouth. That's what I should have said. Uh, uh. Crap. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, are, are there any? Uh, and it doesn't have to be obviously during the reunion, but maybe during uh, talking to high school classmates where you guys remember something a very certain way. And then you talk to someone about it and they're like, what do you know? That's not at all how it happened. It was way worse than what you remember. Um, anything like that? Um, I think that uh, during homecoming week, yeah. people uh, – tell stories about like uh doing like because we would we would toilet paper the high school every year and those stories always get a little bit more adventurous like oh and then and then all these cops showed up and we had to like get in the truck and run from the cops (laughs) and the cop (laughs) the cops in roseville was this like 75 year old guy named harold and he (laughs) he would sit in his car and he would he would drink coffee and uh i did have one high speed chase with harold though we as a <laughs> as Was a 40 miles an hour <laughs> no maybe 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 25 but we, okay. several of us i was a sophomore and several of us had as a joke we were going to put a couple of like realtor for sale signs in our basketball coach's yard and <laughs> so we were sitting in the we were sitting in the back of the truck and we uh I don't know. We ran into somebody. We were talking to, and then, like, we were just sitting in the back of the truck, and we had the for sale sign with us. And then we were going down what sort of an alley in downtown, beautiful downtown Roseville, all three mm-hmm. buildings of it. And <laughs> then there was there was Harold's car, and so I can't remember who was driving, but so they saw the police car, Harold. And so they just like peeled out like, oh, shit, like he had no idea we were doing anything. (laughs) Like we weren't going to be arrested. So anyways, he just like takes off. And so then so Harold starts following us because he's like, well, they're doing something weird. (laughs) Then then we we turn a corner and somebody tosses the for sale sign uh, into into a ditch. And we pull into Ben Randall's house. We all get out. We scramble. We run and we like hide behind the shed and. Harold's walking like we see the we see like the flashlight coming. <laughs> and then anyways, we go inside and but behind the shed I stepped in dog shit. So anyways, I'm like by the entrance five, ten minutes later, cleaning my shoes off, and Harold comes up and he's like, Is everybody inside? I was like, Yeah, just go in there. And, and so Harold came in, he's like, Why were you guys running from me? <laughs> <That> was just, <laughs> he was like, he was like just I, you could have just like driven away. He's like, I, the only reason I followed you is because you look suspicious. And uh, then he, I remember the last thing he said, he was like, all right, well, be cool. And gave us a thumbs up and, and left. And so that was, that was my major, my major brush with the law uh, for my high school career. Yeah. I, I was going to say in Roseville, I'm sure if he'd had like a big bullhorn while he was chasing you guys, he could have been like, Nathan, Ben, Eric, <laughs> Tony, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, I know all of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where were we? Where were we going to hide? Yeah. 
That's <laughs> also, we got to ditch the evidence. Get these realtor signs out. Like nothing. Happened. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we, we then went and we picked up the realtor sign and took it back to its rightful place. Which <laughs> 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 good boys. We cleaned up. We cleaned up after ourselves after we played our little prank. <laughs> Next week, Thursdays on NBC, Dick Wood and the Herald. <laughs> I do. Oh. I do also. Oh, wait. No, I'll, I'll save this story for for my next okay. uh, next one. Uh, OK, let me let me let me uh, score these out here. Uh, Brian, I was real harsh on you, but I'm not going to be harsh with the scoring. Um, I like this insane plan of yours to create <laughs> a super like celeb child. I like that a lot. Three points for you. And Nathan, uh, yours, yours created, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of gusto, a lot of chat. And I, that's the best part of Uber Cinco. So three points for you as well. Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good today, guys. Um, let's go back to Nathan. Let's, let's do snake on this run. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mix it up. Uh, give us your number three. Yeah. Number three would be your disciplinary record. Um, and I mean, in the negative, make your sound, make yourself sound like much more of a badass. And so basically you wouldn't tell the story that I just told you. Uh, it, it wouldn't have been Harold. It would have been the state police and it wouldn't have been a, a realtor sign. It would have been, uh, it would have been like, I don't know, crystal meth, uh, or, which meth, meth is a big problem down in the, in the Midwest because you can go to the uh, agricultural plants and steal the anhydrous ammonia. So Ooh, yeah, that's people good, were coming tip, through kids. stealing the anhydrous ammonia. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. Um, like you're at the reunion. You could go up to the punch bowl and be like, oh, better keep me away from this. We don't want another uh, homecoming 2003 when I uh, was uh, skinny dipping in the, the pond behind the school and then streaked through the dance. And then I made out with the volleyball coach. And then I, you can. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Remember, remember that time I had I had to spend two weeks in, det in detention because I. I uh, graffitied penises on uh, Principal Abernathy's car, like <laughs> just just ramp up, ramp up how ridiculous uh, you were, and then you know you'll seem you'll seem like you were that cool guy. But you you've cleaned it up now. You got all this this done early, so like all of your classmates who've gone off and gotten arrested as adults, you know you can talk about oh well they should have got it out of their system like uh, old. Big Dog Henenfent did when he was <laughs> doing donuts in the doing donuts in the uh, school parking lot in a snowstorm and uh, crashed his car into the old oak tree that had been planted by John Roseville, who founded Roseville in 1852. <laughs> I so somebody actually almost did this for me because I had a pretty squeaky clean record in high school. Sure, um, I. Didn't really get in trouble. <laughs> Had a pretty good reputation as a good little boy. You cleaned up but your then, own pranks. I mean, that's that's, yeah. <laughs> that's number one. You just told us. So. Yeah, we were we were like those uh, the Japanese fans at the World Cup who bring trash bags and then clean up after themselves <laughs> after the the game, <laughs> which is really lovely, by the way. Yeah, but uh, there is there's one other person in the world with my name. His name is Nathan Henenfent, and <laughs> he he lived about three towns over his distant relative and he was arrested for lewd conduct when Ooh. we were both in high school and so it was in the paper and so everybody was like well 
Nathan Hennenfent, as in me, must have gotten arrested for lewd conduct. So there were rumors swirling around town for a whole week. Like, I remember somebody said, yeah, I was in Casey's. And somebody was the, getting coffee in front of me. And the like old lady who worked at Casey's, I don't even remember this lady's name. She's like, did you hear Nathan Hennenfent got picked up for lewd conduct? I'm like, I, just, I guess everybody was. And I was like, I didn't do it. Plus, if it, it had the guy's address, which and everybody knows I live where I lived. I lived in Roseville and this guy had a whatever address from a different town. So, I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't me, but everybody, everybody wanted it to be me really badly. Sure. So what was the lewd conduct? <laughs> I, so I, I don't I don't know for sure. And uh, in case the uh, the other Nathan Hennenfin is listening, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm throwing you under the bus all these years later, but. I mean, you threw me under the bus when <laughs> what, I, what I heard, what the rumor was, was that he urinated in a Mountain Dew bottle and threw it at a police car. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. All right. That's that's barely that's barely. Li- OK. Yeah. But yeah, all this talk does remind me of the time I asked my dad's permission to go TP the neighbor's house. He said no. And then I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> was it the next door neighbors? Uh, yeah, and it was like the old lady. <laughs> I think it was the old lady who basically said, "Yeah, you can come do it as long as you clean it up a couple days later." <laughs> she like gave us permission to TP your house. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, we I, like Nathan. I was not good at the pranks wow. or being a destructive little boy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um. Oh, I, I, oh, I, I, I don't know if I want to, I'll tell our main prank. Uh, it was very easy. We'd go to the grocery store. We'd buy a big bottle of ketchup and a big bottle of mustard. And then you would just go around driving and then hang out the window and just do a streak of ketchup and a streak of mustard on the side of a car. That was our, it was like, what wow. do we do? We've got nothing to do. Let's go get some condiments. It was really sad, but we had fun doing that. It was very sad. Let's go get some condiments. <laughs> Let's get some condiments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we were, we, we had some, we had some close brushes with, with the law though. Um, there was a time my friend Morgan threw a pumpkin out of a car we were in. It was frozen. Turned out he didn't know it was frozen. It shattered the window, went in the backseat of a car. Turned out the person was sitting in their car when that happened. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, he threw a bag of something. It was like a bag of donuts or something on the windshield of a car that someone was sitting in idling and their lights were off. So he threw the lights on. The pumpkins from another time. He also threw a pumpkin through a window. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Wrong frozen food story. <laughs> but no one was in that car. But this person throws their lights on, turns around and follows us. And we got up to like 60 miles an hour in a 35 zone trying to lose this person. And they were going 60 in a 35 to stay with us. And my friend John had to take like a hard, hard left turn, couldn't complete the turn and had to go down the wrong way on a one way for like a full block. Uh, Cause otherwise he would have like hit at like a middle embankment thing. And so, but then w- once we went down the wrong way of a one way, the person then stopped and was like, Holy shit, these, <laughs> these people are fucking nuts. And then went home. But yeah, they chased us for like a solid 20 minutes. It was actually pretty scary, but um, <laughs> Man. It, it was actually pretty scary. <laughs> I, I, I did have one other pretty, well, my most serious brush with the law was, uh, we found out that there is a town in Warren County called Shanghai City. 
And this didn't make any sense to us because we lived in Warren County our whole lives and we'd never heard of Shanghai City. Yeah. How could this be? Yeah. So we uh, found it on the map and we did some research. Apparently in the history of Warren County, Shanghai City was at one point a bustling little town. And then I can't remember if there was like a tornado or something or the railroad stopped going through. Anyways, it had dissipated. So we decided we were going to, I think there were four of us and we were going to go take some cap guns and we were going to film a little uh, old Western style shootout at Shanghai city, if we could find it. And so we, we found Shanghai city, which was four houses and we got out and we, I think one of us even went up and like knocked on the door of some one house to confirm if we actually were in Shanghai city. And this like old lady answered and we must've been the first visitor she had had in years because we're, she, we're like, is this Shanghai city? She's like, Oh yeah. And then she's told us the history of the town. We were like, okay, thanks. And we'd like so would take two steps back and then she would be. And then the other thing you got to know is like, we kept slowly receding back away from the house and she just kept talking and talking and talking. And then while this was happening, this, this was probably a 20 minute conversation. And then finally we get back to this. We're going to shoot our little shootout. And then all of a sudden, two police cars arrive. So while we were talking to the old lady and carrying our cap guns or whatever, some other resident of the bustling metropolis of Shanghai City had called the police on us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, where are you boys from? And we we're like, uh, Roseville and Kirkwood. Maybe it's time you go back. <laughs> like it was, that was actually what they said. I know that sounds like a bad parody of it. But yeah, that was that was the words they used. Wow. And so we didn't we didn't get to film our little uh, Shanghai City video. Um, we wow. did get some good footage of a guy with no shirt and his pants hanging halfway down, rummaging through a garbage can at Monmouth <laughs> Park later that day, though. I remember that pretty clearly. <laughs> so not a complete loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's let's move ourselves right along to Brian's number three here. Uh, give us that, Brian. All right. So this is uh, it's going to re require a little bit of effort, but the payoff is going to be a delight. Mm. This is where you make a fake time capsule prior to the reunion and convince folks you're the second coming of Nostradamus. Oh. So you start six months before the reunion. First crudely draw famous newspaper covers from massive events in your lifetime, then crinkle the paper and hold it slightly above a flame to age it and even bake it a little bit. If you have to put an iPhone eight sketch mock-up in there, as well as the Taco Bell quesarito recipe. And then in step two, after creating all of your assets, you need to sneak into the, where the existing times capsule is located. So you, you kind of, Get into the school by greasing up the night custodian by making him some freshly baked treats. They'll appreciate your effort. And then you knock out the brick and crack open the capsule, adding a very special bag with your name on it. Seal it back up and put your masonry vocation to good use. Mm. The brick and mortar is so fucking clean. You did a hell of a job. Good work. <laughs> then on the night of the reunion, it's opened and your bag is found. They ask what it is, and you say, it's a bunch of guesses. You made some predictions, prognostications, if you will, whatever. They read them. They're all true. Everyone turns and looks to you like you're a god. But in actuality, you just didn't go to college. You wised up, learned the masonry trade, and jumped into the workforce with no debt, starting your own company when you were 22, and now you're probably the most financially comfortable guy at the reunion. And that is true victory. 
Wow. That is my number three. Oh my God. I, 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 I love the, 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 the pure power you have in that room is intoxicating. Um, I'm just, it's just a bummer. You'll definitely bamboozle it and fuck it up. But, um, (laughs) I ain't no bamboozler. Um, this is, I, again, the, the, the pre-planning, the, um, the, the, the layers to it, the fact that you're, I I really love that you can lay a brick. I'm really into that. So, um, that's excellent. Uh, Nathan, would you, would you be jealous of this guy at your, at your reunion? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this would be, this would outcool pretty much anything I could think of. So, yeah. You would know it's fake, but also just all the, you know, I, the, all the planning the, and the work and the. Yeah. The, the entertainment value would be off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'd be cool until someone, until people start asking questions for like 20 minutes straight at the bar. And you're like, wait, so what? You did all of this just to. And you're like, no, no, don't. Don't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much. Just know I'm the coolest. Let, let me. I'm, I won the reunion. That's it. That's all we need. I just know if I actually try to do this, people would be like, who's Nostradamus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I did go to a school with some folks that it was weird because you're always separated. Like when you're in the AP classes or the honors classes, you're pretty much separated from everybody else in the school until like gym class. Mm-hmm. And then gym class, there's no honors gym, obviously. It's just gym. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in there. And I remember it being either freshman or sophomore year, St. Patrick's Day. And I went all out. I spray painted my head red. I had green shamrocks all over myself. I was wearing green. And some people came up to my to come up to me in gym are like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just celebrating. I'm Irish. And I'm like, you're Irish. I thought you were white. Then <laughs> I was like, at that moment, I'm like, yep, I'm in gym. <laughs> I'm out of my bubble of academics. <laughs> so it's quite an interesting experience. <laughs> so, yeah, who is Nostradamus would probably be the first question I would get. Wow. I don't have his album, they would probably say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to score this one out here, guys. Um, Nathan, uh, I love I, I love making uh, good boys seem bad. That's great. I'm going to give you three points for that. Um, and uh, Brian, again, the work, the planning, um, and that little last tidbit there. I'm going to give you another three points. I'm being nice today, guys. So you're welcome. Um, you're just, you're just uh, insinuating that we peaked in high school, just as we feared. Huh? What? No. Okay, Brian, uh, give us your number two, my bud. All right, number two. This one's a little dark, okay. but you're going to get away with it because it's the perfect lie. You tell everyone at the reunion that you lost your virginity to the popular girl that has since died. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this one is for anyone who doesn't have a plus one to bring the night of the reunion. So you have some vendettas to settle with... with <laughs> <laughs> but about six years ago, the obituary for Vicki Connors was passed around social media. The unfortunate guerrilla attack she fell victim to makes you remember the crush that you had on her. Small talk ensues while you're at the reunion and you casually drop in the good times you had with Vicki. The rumor spreads. And by the end of the night, now you're not as lame as everyone remembered. Wow. Vicki thought he was good enough guy to do that with him. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> then your bully. You got to name Matt it. You Crawford. can't just say that. You got to name it here. That's the. 
she boned him. <laughs> and then your bully, Matt Crawford, who's lost all of his hair and still talks about the big game, starts crying because Vicky told him he was her first. It may be evil, but two birds, one stone. Wow. That is my number two. Wow. And so, so the whole plan is you kill her six years before the reunion? <laughs> no, 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 no. She died oh. of natural causes by a gorilla. I didn't kill oh, her. I just assumed you were the gorilla in the story. <laughs> of, of natural <laughs> causes by a gorilla? <laughs> Those are two a different gorilla, things. <laughs> a gorilla is found in nature. It killed her. She was killed by natural causes. Okay. It was a freak na- natural cause accident. <laughs> a freak natural accident. Oh, man. This is, uh, I mean, this is this is a movie plot, right? This is uh, This is good. I'm liking this a lot. Very dark, very dark, Brian. Um, do you, what's the, how far off do you stare into the distance after this reunion when you get back into your car? I mean, depends on how cloudy it is. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this a 10,000 yard stare? Is this a million yard stare? Yeah, um, I mean, it's got to be at least a 10,000. <laughs> and the reason I got so dark on this one is because, true story. I received a G chat once from the president of the committee who was putting our reunion together. And she asked me to cut together the in memoriam video for our high school reunion. Oh, oh. I declined. And then when I declined, I was like, how many of these fucking people died? I don't understand. How do we have enough for a video? And I was like, I'm not going to my high school reunion anyway, so I'm not participating. But like it was I did receive that message and I'm like, that's too sad. I don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. So, yeah. So the inspiration is this this dark joke is this (laughs) real life horrible thing that somebody asked me to do. So, guys, you don't want to be in my brain. Yeah. You know, as I said in the beginning of the show, it's, you know, find the silver lining, folks, you know. And with that, we're going to move right along to uh, Nathan's uh, number two. Please give me uh, give me that one. My number two thing to lie about at a high school reunion is the people who don't show. You can now throw these clowns under the bus and you can climb over their corpses to the top of the social mountain one by one. Anybody who didn't show up, they are fair game. You can tell any lie about them that you want. Uh, Failed businesses, failed marriages. Uh, You can go as... Brian, I'd love to see how dark you can take these, but (laughs) Tommy Harper, was he was arresticated for defecating in public. Uh, Carissa Walton, the the cheerleading captain, I saw her storming the Capitol on January 6th. She was there. You could... (laughs) And I think you need a story of bestiality in there somewhere, <laughs> just to really throw it over the edge. Horrible. But you can also, they're just classic chips off the old shoulder, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like gorilla uh, attacks. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody had had some kids that that grew up and and uh, became uh, they joined ISIS or they committed a school shooting. Just as horrible as you want. You can you can just tear these people down to make yourself feel better. Also, this can uh, sort of go in reverse if for my number three making yourself seem like more of a badass maybe your reputation was just too much of a troublemaker and you want to make it seem like you've cleaned up so now you can make uh old joe stackhouse uh who beat you up in in the locker room every day you can say he was responsible for the pig loosening of 2004 (laughs) are you guys familiar with the numbered pig prank (laughs) 
No. I, this I, is I, one <laughs> I always wanted to do. I really wanted to do it. So what you do is you go kidnap two pigs. <laughs> this was very plausible where I'm from. <laughs> it, was, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been that hard. Is it so a you kidnap go, or a pig nap? Sorry. Let's it's a yeah, pig nap. A pig napping. You need you need two hogs. Then you you put them in in somebody's trailer, then you go to school late at night. Helps if you have the key to the school. Uh, I had a key to the I had a key to the grade school for basketball purposes. I'm pretty sure if I absolutely needed to get into the high school, I would have found a way. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think there was there was an access hatch on the roof that people used quite often. I never personally <laughs> did, though. But anyways, you get into the school, you take the pigs and you have there's one last piece of equipment. And that is a bottle of spray paint. And on one pig, you spray paint on either side of the number one. And then on the other pig, you spray paint on either side the number three. <laughs> then you turn them loose in the school and you go home and you get a good night's sleep. <laughs> then the next morning, you have a, a nice morning off as the school is closed because one and three may have been, the damage may have been cleaned up and they have been there, but the authorities will still be looking for pig number two <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I, at, at my high school, the the senior class before me pulled a very similar plank, prank where they had two cages that they put on the stage in the cafeteria. And then one cage door, they like bent and they put one on that cage. And then they had a second cage through what they put a raccoon in. So there was a live raccoon in a cage on the stage. When we got there in the morning, uh, it was fantastic. Really, really good. Really, really, really good. good work. Really, really good. Uh, also, our our janitor uh, accepted cartons of cigarettes to be let in at night. So we did that to reassemble a, a play structure in the middle of the courtyard inside the school. It's very fun. Um, <laughs> it's very fun. Okay. Um, that the people who, okay. Also, I don't know. Have you guys been to a, a reunion at all? Like a five or 10 year? No, I have not attended any. Yes, I, I was at both my five and 10. Oh, the beer tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping I, I missed my five because it was like nine holes of golf and then a round of drinks at Moose Country Bar and Grill and like suburb fuck off Minnesota. But uh, uh, I, I'm hoping someone threw me under the bus. I'm hoping someone climbed climbed a little higher. You know, uh, this, this this gives me a little hope. So I've never heard of a five year. They I don't I don't know why they did it. But yeah, it was like. Yeah, I've only heard of like, yeah, obviously 10, 20, 30, but I've never heard of anybody having a five year. We, we had our, our five year and it was it was actually so we, we went to the bowling alley in Roseville for dinner, which is the one the one social thing in, in Roseville basically is the bowling alley. It's a, it's a bar bowling alley restaurant combination. So we went there and it it was uh, it was kind of awkward. I think we had like 14 or 15 of the 22 showed up and it was you know, we hadn't seen each other, most of us in a long time. And so it was just kind of. You know, it, it was we were kind of feeling each other out, and it was it wasn't it wasn't great. The dinner wasn't great, but then the guy who was at the bar who owned the roller skating rink in town, another like the one fun thing for kids to do. It was only open like one day a week, but he said, "Hey, when you guys are when you guys are done, uh, I'll open up the roller skating rink for you." So we all we like we took some beer over, we went to the roller skating rink, we all put on roller skates. And we played all the same games that we like. There's 
just the dice game that I don't know, limbo. We did all of this stuff. And all of a sudden we were back in the environment that we actually were in as kids together. And it, everything just clicked and it ended up being a really wonderful little night. Um, so, yeah, roller skating. That's what you got to do for a good reunion. This is straight out of a Norman Rockwell poster and an episode of Andy. <laughs> I just like it's, it's I've never heard that story before. That's that's incredible. I'm very I'm very jealous. Um, well, guys, those are both great number twos. Um, Nathan, I'm going to I the people who didn't show. I like that. I, I, I think I wanted a little more, though, from you. So I'm going to give you two points on this one. Brian, uh, boy, you have you have darkened my heart and I love it. And I'm feeling the power emanating from you. It's the one compliment I'm going to give you here until before I tear you down again, I'm giving you three points. Uh, so we need our number ones here and we're going to go right back to let's go with Brian. This last one, start us off here with your number one. All right. My number one lie to tell at a high school reunion. Again, this one probably requires the most effort. Mm -hmm. And this is get yourself a Photoshop expert plus one that helps you build the ultimate Facebook profile and attends the reunion to help sell the ruse. So first, you need to make an obnoxious post about getting off social media to reevaluate your choices. Sure. Everybody sees this. Close all your accounts. Now, then you marry a Photoshop expert that helps you fabricate an intricate adventure of travel, meeting newsmakers, and being in the right place at the right time. Mm. For years, you two scheme so all the posts are dated just right for the accuracy in your lie. Mm -hmm. Then, a year before the reunion, you start all the accounts back up in full sending friend requests to those that have been out of touch with. And now you have the ultimate conversation conversation pieces for the reunion and a partner who's there to back you up. She's in on it wholeheartedly and loves the ruse. You both are getting off on this scheme and escape to the nurse's office for the hottest lovemaking session of your marriage. You come back hair tousled and your high school crush who rejected you starts flirting. You order makers neat, take a sip, flip her off in her face and walk off with your hot wife reunion done. That's my number one. <laughs> wow. I love that's a, Wow. You brought us to the whole story. Wonderful. I wasn't sure if it was going to take a, a three way turn there, but, but I'm glad it didn't. Um, and <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, Mitch. Sorry. This is a family. Show. Sorry. I, it's you're right. I, I, I get to ungutter myself. Um, I love the bird at the end as well. Uh, Brian turns out you're not so bad. Um, okay. Um, excellent. Nathan, give us your number one, please. Number one thing to lie about at your high school reunion is simply the year you graduated. Now, <laughs> you, this, you can't even do this. You you will not this, be able to do this uh, at Roseville. I've, no, I would not be able to do this. This yeah. is true. This only works if you went to a really big school. Yeah. So let's say you had a terrible high school experience that scarred you for life. And then you're also feeling like you've let some good years of your adulthood pass you by as you're approaching your, your 20th reunion, uh, you're looking for a fresh start. You just kind of need to recalibrate your, your entire psyche going back to, to childhood and, and all the way through adulthood. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the reunion of the class five years younger than you that's having their 15th reunion. <laughs> and you can create an entirely new identity. If thousands of kids were there, you can introduce yourself to everyone and they're going to feel guilty for not remembering you. So they're going to go along with it and be like, oh, yeah, it's him. And, and 
do you remember Nathan? Yeah, I remember Nathan. Yeah, hi. And then your entire past is now a blank canvas. And you can use all of the lies from the, the rest of the list. Wow. Every All doors are open for you. Wow. Now you can you can have dated the homecoming queen. You can have scored a 1500 on your SAT. You could have hosted some of the wildest parties. You can go up to somebody and uh, like say Brian was there. I could go up, <laughs> Brian, man, I remember time that time you pooped down my chimney after chugging a, a bottle of Seagram's vodka. <laughs> oh, man, Brian, this guy. Huh? <laughs> and. You know, everybody, hopefully if it's a big school, everybody has name tags. You can just, you can go in hot with a, a firm handshake, yeah. know their name, eye contact, sweep yeah. them along with you. Now, yeah. if you do this with enough charisma, you're going to convince everyone they were actually there. They're going to do some mental gymnastics to think they forgot about you and they see everybody else going along with it. So they keep going along with it. So then everybody is going to come back to the 25 room mansion that you have rented on airbnb for the night and the day before you come in and you put pictures of your family all over remove any evidence that anybody else lives there mm-hmm. make it nice a lot of personal touches that you can clear out easily the next morning so that's where you have the after party so the boozier the boozier it gets the more lies you keep feeding them and the next day you are in the eyes of class of 2010 nutrier high school a 33 year old absolute legend and you have set yourself up for one hell of a night at their 20th reunion in five years time. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say this sounds like a great comedy from John Hughes. And then you find out towards the end, there's been like a disturbing, un, un um, talked about, like, you know, mental disorder. This person has there's a, you know, a really dark past. And, you know, uh, it's like dealt with in the final 10 minutes of the film. But uh so basically the ending of planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh yeah, that's right. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would absolutely watch this movie one hundred percent. I would love to see that. Um people pulling hijinks like that, you know, pretending to be wealthy, trying to run through the house explaining, you know, uh like the, the very like, you know, peer one import, um, clean everything fresh all the time, you know, look of the house. Uh would would watch that one hundred percent. Um great job you guys this has been this has been this has been really fun this has been better than a high school reunion i'm pretty sure um <laughs> this, low bar this has been great all right so um i, I gotta give the final score here and then, and then i have to tally so uh, in the meantime um you guys chat about uh um uh the the um the your favorite teacher from high school l- l- little something like that Oh, I think her name was, I think her name was Miss Swarovski. She was the Polish chemistry teacher and she had a very thick Polish accent. And when we had to light the butane later, lighters, she couldn't say what the name of the fuel was. So she kept calling it butane. It's the butane. You got to light the butane for this to work. And it kind of sounded like Wu-Tang and it was very, very funny. So she was our favorite teacher. I, my favorite was, uh, Tracy Lewis, my English teacher, uh, it was uh, she was she was not that much older than us. We actually had her through junior high and high school. So I had seven years of uh, being taught by Tracy and uh, I'm an avid reader. I love Shakespeare. Nobody else in high school wanted to read Shakespeare, but uh, she helped open some uh, some doors for me in, in that direction. Oh, so okay. thank you, Tracy Lewis. That's great. We're hearing about Nathan's uh, crush on his high school teacher. Um, <laughs> so with the final scores here. The winner today of top five things to lie about at a high school reunion is, drum roll please, 
Nathan Hennenfant with 14 points to Brian's 13. It was a close one today, folks. Holy cow, neck and neck. And now that brings us to the Fast Five. Now, this Fast Five is top five. We all just got the vaccine activities. Okay, number five. The Donut Exchange. This is where many lonely, listless men gather near donut food trucks. Can't finish your donut, but still curious about the other flavors? Exchange a quarter of a cruller for half of a chocolate old-fashioned with Mike, the guy you just met standing near the donut truck. Number four, barroom trivia night. Pack in tight like a bunch of sardines at your local watering hole, and they'll be desperately happy to see you again. You'll be treated like a king. Also, Trivia serves as another opportunity to continue to appreciate how proficient Brian is at totally boning it at the European history questions while swilling Budweiser, all while claiming beer doesn't get him drunk. Uh, Brian, I think your two DUIs would beg to differ. And who doesn't know plagues, French Revolution, Renaissance art, swords and armor? Come on, Brian. Number three. Let's be honest. While annoying during the pandemic, because you never had a real reason not to make a Zoom call, we all collectively realize it might be easier to Zoom than jump on a plane or take a road trip to see those obligatory loved ones in your life. So now that we can do the world again, put off that Zoom call to mother until you've got a sun-kissed set of cheeks, your choice, to show her on the video call. How do you do that? You go to a crowded beach. Remember what bodies looked like? Yeah, pretty cool, right? Or drink on a patio like a listless letch at 12.30 in the afternoon until the sun goes down at 8.30. Remember the seasons continued and we're back to summer, baby. Number two, talking about a random stranger's grandchildren while riding a bus. It's just, this is getting back to community outreach. What's better than sitting on a bus, <laughs> an old person sits down, offers you a piece of candy, and then tells you all about their children and their children's children, and how they went to the zoo, and how they had their first grape soda. Man, what a story that was. Thank you, Gerald. I'm going to go now. Number one, on the top five, we all just got vaccinated. Fast five list. Number one is communal public crying. Does the world have you down there, old chap? Well, try communal public crying, a brand new social outpost from StuffCore. The multi-dimensional cry posts deliver the best in heart-wrenching beer commercials, lotion-infused tissues, and a Green Beret-trained security guard to keep away the creeps. When you're all done, walk through the Bed Bath & Beyond Mr. Tunnel as it leaves you smelling like a jar of potpourri covered in brown sugar syrup. You've cried inside alone for months. Cry in the sanitizing power of sun and community now at your stuff court cry post. And that is the top five list of we all just got vaccinated activities. And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that hearty wom word of mouth. So please tell your friends about us and send them your favorite episode. Why not? Competing regally with a lion's mane and a knight's honor has been... I'm assuming Nathan Hennenfeld. <laughs> and leaving a putrid, stinky trail of nonsense has been. <laughs> Brian, who definitely knows European history and has studied the defenestration of Prague, Ernst. And I've been Mitch Brinkman. And as Biz Bear always says, when you hike through the woods, wear a loud bell. It'll give me time to get decent. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. 
If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.